Hi, and welcome to The Redesign, the podcast where we take everyday objects and create the best version of that thing. I'm Tom. My name is Eric, and I'm here to say that that's what my name is. Rad. So before we get into today's assignment, obviously we need to look at our feedback uh, from last episode on uh, Oven 2.0. Again, we did really good. Um, cooking is obviously changed forever. You know, it's it's just a different different game out there with Lazy Bake Oven. Mm-hmm. We were also sued due to a large number of burn and burn adjacent injuries. Uh, and had to shut down production, but I think like the the concepts that we uh, introduced to the the cooking game are going to continue in a lot of products. So I feel really good overall. Well, yeah, I mean you can't you can't make an omelet without burning some eggs. Well known saying. Exactly. Um, so I think our our uh, creative brief today is one that is really really going to resonate with you. Uh, let me ask you this. Ask away, Tom. Are you familiar with the sport known as baseball? I've heard of it. Would you say it would be fair to describe you as somewhat of a fan of this sport? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think most people would. I, I thought so. I mean, I, I know you've, uh, you know, you've invested some time in your life uh, in terms of of being a fan and involving yourself in the sport and that's why i'm really excited to to work on uh what will become baseball 2.0 with you today oh my god (laughs) this is this is gonna be great so uh as i'm sure you know baseball is not typically played year round uh at least here in north america Uh uh-huh so I think, I mean, uh, stakeholders, they were really, really excited about this. They had a lot of great suggestions. And the, the first one out of the gate uh, was that, you know, why, why not? Why, why can't we make baseball a year-round sport? So what, right. uh, what the suggestion was here um, was that we introduce heated equipment. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, especially, like, grip-wise, I'm thinking about the bat. Um, we can, we can take, uh, our, our, you know, ideas from previous ideas that we've had before, like, uh, solar powered heating elements. Uh, we can apply that to, to the bat, to the bat handle. Um, that would be really good. Uh, the ball itself could be, uh, oh, if we take like easy bake oven technology, we just put an incandescent light bulb in the center of the baseball and that that'll be perfect that'll just like heat the baseball to a a really comfortable you know like 23 degrees 24 degrees just perfect hand holding um temperature yeah exactly and i think i mean you know obviously this would work better with with uh aluminum bats than wooden bats but i was thinking you could also you you could basically have a like a heating element running through the core of the bat Mm mm-hmm um, so it just like the whole thing is just really nice to hold, uh, even in cold weather. So, uh, there would have to be, uh, regulation changes, um, because it, it is in fact illegal to put a, a foreign substance as the core of the bat. That's a little known fact, uh, to non-baseball fans. Um, but there have been, uh, incidents, it's called a corked bat, where people would, would replace the, the core of the bat with, uh, a more, um, 
uh, bouncier material uh, like cork uh, makes the balls go farther. So so we would have to kind of adjust the, the official rules um, to allow these heating elements and make sure that they're not um, any bouncier than the bat would have been otherwise. Obviously, the, the rule set as we know it uh, is kind of up for grabs mm-hmm. um, because there's... I mean, we just have so many great suggestions for, for Baseball 2.0. I think, obviously, we're going to need to update the, the rule set of the game itself to, to move with the times. So Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But, I mean, like, there, there's, there's, uh, there's one, you know, we have, to, we have to tread a little bit lightly because um, baseball is ge- widely regarded uh, as a very traditionalist endeavor. So we have to make sure, we have to be a little bit conscious that um, those people who, who are just fans of old-fashioned baseball... Um, are, are at least comfortable or our new innovations should kill them off as quickly as possible. I mean, I think a bit of both really. Sure. Yeah. We can find a happy, happy medium. I mean, happy for us, not for those who will perish. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, I think you made an earlier suggestion about putting uh, a light bulb inside the ball, mm-hmm. light bulb, a light bulb, ball trademark you you kind of uh, actually uh got right into one of the other stakeholder suggestions which was as you say baseball is an extremely traditional sport hasn't typically had a lot of sort of additional sensory elements mm-hmm. um uh elements like heating elements if you will uh and where I want to go with this is is introducing uh, more sort of um, visual and auditory cues to the game as well. Yes. So so let me let me throw this at you, if you will. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna knock this one out of the park. It's coming out coming out of left field here. Let's go. Uh, put down the idea that that uh, all baseball equipment, so balls, bats, uniforms. Gloves. The, the whole uh, schlamazzle of baseball paraphernalia should have mm-hmm. uh, both uh, light and sound-related um, pieces to it. Yes, yes. I mean, like, sound is, is already associated very closely with the bat. Um, when it strikes the ball, there's, like, there's the crack of the bat, and sometimes, you know, that crack is really, really satisfying. So, I, I mean, I figure we can take... Uh, the like why shouldn't the bat sound as good as it could sound at all times um so you know we we could just put a put an awesome speaker in there and play like we we could sample the best bat crack sounds of all time uh and you know for for a nominal fee uh as microtransaction um downloadable content um you could personalize your bat to make an amazing sound the sound of of you know Babe Ruth or you know Derek Jeter uh like a, a little Munenori Kawasaki uh kind of bat crack um as your very own and that would be that would be spectacular 5 dollars each I love this. And I think what you've done is kind of hit on how we um, bring the the esports crowd yes. into the traditional world of baseball. And I think, you know, if, if we're embedding this technology, not just in bats, but in every aspect of baseball, what this allows us to do 
is um, bring those kind of sounds that that people are familiar with uh, from their childhood that they have an immediate emotional response to and embed them in a traditional game. So what I'm thinking of is like, you know, what if when you, you know, you, you've you've done a really good hit, the ball's out in the field, you're running for first base, mm-hmm. and, you know, when, you, when the player gets to first base and really just stomps on it and like, yeah, safe, what if it like made the noise uh, like when you stomp on a Goomba from the original Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. I, I, I love it. Uh, I mean, why? Oh, oh man, there's there's so many possibilities. We have literally the the canon of the world's recorded content up for grabs. It could be anything. I I, I don't even know where to start. Um, well, I mean, I guess we could start with with Super Mario. Um, so so like the Goomba smash, like uh, stomping sound is it's like a yeah. It's like yeah. That that would be amazing. Every time you you round the bases, it would just make that sound. That yeah, I like it. Yeah, and I think you know where we where we could expand on this idea is, what if different stadiums were known for like different sound packs? Yes. <laughs> so you know at at uh, the the Sky Dome here in Toronto, uh, obviously we. It's not officially called that, but we'll call it that. Well, it's it's officially called that in my heart. <laughs> I'm so conflicted about that. Anyway, that's a that's another topic for another podcast. You know, we, we would have like the the a specific kind of of sound pack, but then if you went elsewhere to to watch a game in another city, they'd have their own sound effects. And like, I think this this adds a whole other aspect of fandom uh, to the sport. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, an actual real world example of this is uh, there was a player I don't remember who it was. Um, one, there was a player on this team who had walk-up music. So this is another like themable aspect of this. Um, this exists in real life. Every player, every batter has the opportunity to choose their own walk-up music, which is the music that plays as they're walking to the plate from the dugout. Um, and one of them chose as his walk-up music, uh, the theme song from RBI Baseball, uh, the NES game. Can you imagine that this really happened blasting over the PA system of a giant Major League Baseball stadium? Just those 8-bit dulcet tones. <laughs> Just like echoing through this uh, enormous place. That's, that's super cool. So like your, your, the Goomba stomp is not far off. Design imitates life as life imitates art. I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking about this. I know. So like, I, you know, I, I don't know if we need to say much more about this. Like the concept is so self-evident, like, yes, obviously, obviously. So I, you you mentioned personalization earlier, and I think if we're if we're trying to uh, trend uh, baseball 2.0 into this whole kind of esports customized, almost like video game esque world, but in the mm-hmm. real world, I think there's something to be said yes. for like um, upgrades. Oh yeah. So like I don't know you know there's and we can dig into this like what what triggers an upgrade for a player, mm-hmm. um, but you know what if 
after a certain point in their career or if they're having a really good game or, uh, you know, any number of, of potential inflection points for this to happen, they get like an upgraded bat. Oh, yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, oh, well, I mean, you, you don't just get the upgrades straight away. Like, we, we need to follow established norms in uh, video games, uh, especially mobile games. Um, we, as you play, you earn some kind of in-game currency. Uh, let's call them base bucks. Uh, you, you earn your base bucks, and you can trade them in for upgraded upgraded equipment or cosmetic equipment that doesn't actually improve your your uh, performance so so you you earn your base bucks as you play um and the the base bucks are obviously not able to be con- converted into real money it's it's only for use in uh, baseball upgrades and baseball related um things i love this idea so much because i think you know if if we're looking at the uh like the valve model of of upgrades obviously mm-hmm. people spend real world currency on virtual world hats and we've right. we've like entirely turned that model on its head we're spending virtual currency on real world hats for exactly. baseball players uh which i think like as a as a concept i'm very excited about this i, th- I think gabe Newell, do you do you is he standing right behind you it's possible i can sense his presence he's he's <laughs> he's uh has like a like a, a TF2 like gun pointed at your like a virtual gun pointed at your at your back, just like trying to expand his his uh, hat dominance into the real world because he is a virtual entity. I think uh, he he doesn't actually exist at this point. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, I just I'm so into the idea of players like just having not like stat boosting upgrades but just cosmetic upgrades like sweet baseball armor mm-hmm. um yeah well imagine you know going on on the uh the whole mobile game thing like we should totally uh employ the practice of you know like you can play you can play baseball all you want for free uh for a certain amount of time but we should introduce some kind of mechanic that prevents you from playing as like forever right so like imagine if if uh you you were playing baseball and then after a certain point we impose this restriction on you um let's call it um i don't know fatigue but not like real fatigue virtual fatigue um that would prevent you from playing and then um you in order to alleviate this you would have to uh spend some some real money mm-hmm yeah, and then you could mm-hmm. keep playing. I think, I mean, by introducing the concept of fatigue, I, I don't know if this is what you were doing, but you've entirely just introduced, like, status afflictions into baseball. Oh, yes. Um, so, like, you know, I think it's it's very much, if we're, we're getting into, like, JRPG territory here, um, you know, maybe the ball sometimes can, like, give you, like, a poison or sleep or... Yeah, you know, that'd be amazing. Like I'm, I think the the avenues to explore here are super, super huge. Yeah, like I mean, uh, it's it's not uncommon for pitchers in baseball to rub a foreign substance onto the ball to uh, impact its flight. Um, but like you know, not only could it impact the flight of the ball, 
when you hit it, it could just like maybe like a little capsule of of poison dust uh, flies into your face. Like you know maybe it just like when you hit it, it just flies in your face. Maybe it blinds you for a second. And you don't know where first base is, and you have to run you know in some random direction, uh, and you just have to listen for the Goomba stomp noise. This is really good because traditionally, obviously, baseball has been a very visual medium. And we're we're kind of making it uh, a multi-sensory medium in many ways, which I'm I'm in love with. We're covering all the bases here. You've uh, <laughs> you've hit on something that I think um, was was a very sort of late stakeholder suggestion, but one that I'm very excited about. I'm still imagining him holding a stake. Anyway, as you should. Yeah. What we've been doing, I think, is is introducing mechanics on top of traditional baseball, mm-hmm. but not really digging into the the core of the game itself. Right. And what this suggestion does is really sort of breaks baseball down um, to the fundamentals of you know uh, bat ball bases. And and the suggestion is as we play the game as we get through you know the the innings of the game itself what if the actual number of bases changed oh man yeah that would be amazing um it, it, like we could in 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 put in a progression system where the game starts with like i don't know let's let's say we'll pick a good number but like let's say 100 bases and so you're like, you have to, you, you know, make it to first, make it to second. And they're all like really far apart. It's really difficult, um, obviously. And so you're at like level zero. You're, you're just like, you're like, to use an RPG uh, analogy, you're just basically nude. You're just like, you know, walking around. You, you have to punch a, a, a bug. And that's how you get your first little bit. But, but every time you get on base, um, or or do something good. I guess I guess you get you get on base. You uh, remove one of the bases that you have to go to, and so it's just this like scale of progression that accelerates. So as you as you do more and more good things, the it gets easier and easier and easier to score a point, and then suddenly you're at like level sixty, and you're you're just you basically just don't have to do anything. You're just like you swing the bat. The ball's not even coming, but you have you're granted the opportunity to like score instantly. And then you're like you're like uh, you're you're you've leveled up. I I really like this because uh, you know it ties the the sort of core mechanics of baseball to player progression. But um, I was actually thinking about this in a, in a slightly different direction, where it's just tied to the progression of the game itself. Oh. What if what if the number of bases was always exactly equal to the number of innings? Whoa! So wait, like you mean the the number of innings? that have elapsed yeah so like you know it wouldn't really get to baseball as we know it until the third inning (laughs) right right or the the fourth inning i guess depending on what you consider a base is home plate a base um well no yeah we start we start with one right like you start on the there's no zeroth inning so you you always have a plate yeah um and then yeah second inning it's like the plate and first so so yeah no that that makes a lot of sense so we're taking it in in the opposite direction that i was taking it i i was doing the player progression thing where the game gets easier as you go 
Um, but now here we're we're making the game more challenging as you go, as if you are you know you're starting on the first level of the game, and then you you go to the second level, and it it progresses in difficulty, and and it's a crucible through which only the most powerful uh, base ballers can can survive and emerge victorious. Yeah, exactly. So I think like it's it's kind of like each game is is the hero's journey of right. baseball. Yeah. Starts with like reluctance, and uh, they they meet a stranger who uh, shows them like the the path to glory, and they you know um, they don't know that they are the chosen one, and then they they discover it, and then they go through all this like there's a training montage, um, and then they finally realize their potential towards the end. Yeah, exactly. And I think what you've hit on is is exactly the way I was thinking about this because I wasn't thinking like if there's just uh, the plate and one base. I wasn't thinking at all that it would be in the traditional first base position. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this more in sort of a platonic solids kind of way. Um, right. So if there is literally just the plate and one base, it would actually be on the opposite side of the pitcher's mound. Right. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. Yeah. And we could. Uh, well, yeah. Go on. Go on. I was going to say when when there were two bases, it would be arranged in a triangle. And then a square, and then a pentagon, and and so on and so forth. Yes, no, that that's that's obviously yeah. You you want the bases to be equidistant because um, we don't want to, you know, that would, any anything else would be just ludicrous. Yes. Yeah. Um, so like uh, having having the well, I mean, there is there is some room to play with this though. Like, uh, what what other kinds of shapes could we? could we really um use here um we could we could do the the you know um regular uh polygon kind of thing um but if we're just reinventing things from the ground up we could we could pick whatever shape we want we could we could do a a star trek chevron Hmm. that might be uh, an interesting one now that you say that i'm I'm thinking about sort of the whole esports uh, classic video game tie-in, and I'm wondering if there's something about the idea of a baseball course rather than a baseball diamond that we could, oh, that we yeah. could build on. Yeah, like I mean, it could be uh, map packs, right? So uh, you could, uh, it could like right now, baseball is like it's like League of Legends or, or Dota. It's like there's one map, and and that's what you get, and you just figure out how to play the best on this one map. But uh, you know, like Blizzard has has things figured out with uh, Heroes of the Storm, multiple different maps with different challenges, uh, different different layouts that you have to kind of deal with as you play. Mm-hmm. This makes a lot of sense. I think, especially if we if we like really go deep on this concept, there's the idea of not just uh, different map packs, but like different map themes. Oh yeah. So like, there's uh, obviously like classic baseball theme. Uh, you know it, I know it. It's you know the the dirt and turf and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe there's like an ice level or like a, a lava level. There's there's a lot of uh, I think concepts that that have not heretofore been introduced to baseball. Putt putt theme. There's a windmill. Amazing. There's a clown's mouth. Uh, there is um, like like gophers that that poke out of the ground and like make the ball kind of go in random directions. Yes, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, oh, like uh, it can go into like a hole. The ball is rolling, and it just kind of gets funneled into this hole, and then it, it traverses a series 
of uh in like not visible like tubes somewhere like inside the mechanism of the of the ground and mm-hmm. then it just emerges somewhere else randomly uh and you just kind of have to memorize what the what the paths are based on hey you know what why don't we just go we can go full ski ball on this uh have like a a series of just holes and just merge the ski ball with the the mini putt uh idea and so you hit the ball the ball goes up in the air it rolls around and and if you don't if you don't catch it well you're you're kind of screwed cuz the ball just like lands and it gets funneled into one of you know 10 different holes each worth uh, a different number of points maybe maybe that's the base bucks each worth worth a different number of base bucks that you can cash in later um and then it it just kind of goes and it emerges from another hole like maybe in the wall or something some somewhere else and it just creates this this constant headache for the defenders I love this, and I think what we've hit on here uh, is is neatly tied the mechanics of of uh, themed fields into base bucks. And what I think that allows us to do is tie like a stat boosting mechanic into into the fields themselves. So if I'm like on the on the putt putt level or the ice level, the upgraded baseball equipment that I have equipped uh, may like boost my stats on that level or actually hurt me. Uh, depending on on what kind of field I'm playing, yeah, on. definitely. This this could be like um, like pinball, uh, or specifically like the old school. Uh, do you remember Epic Pinball? That was that was done by Epic Games. I do not. Back before they did, um, you know, like Epic is is famous for like Gears of War and Unreal and all that stuff. But way back in the day, I remember being a kid um, playing uh, like a DOS pinball game it was super awesome because unlike you know physical pinball they 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 could do anything so yeah they would apply uh, multipliers to to what you were doing uh, obviously with points and stuff but it would it could also like change your paddles and like do open like different you know compartments of the of the level um so we could we could take that approach and like the ball goes into one of these holes and suddenly your bat is is like a a piece of rope that you just have to, I mean, or I guess the next person's bat because it happened as the result of you hitting it. But yeah, the next person's bat is like, just like a, like literally a piece of rope that you have to, it's like a, like a, a bola or like a, like a mace or something, or maybe it's like a ball on a chain that you have to hit the other ball with. Um, something, something cumbersome. I think, I think people are really going to be into this and especially like traditional baseball fans, like, if if I think about what we've just done uh, in comparison to baseball as it stands today, like there's really no comparison. It's it's just the the dynamism of baseball 2.0 comparatively is is just so much more engaging. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's do a bit of a rundown. I just want to make sure we've ah. we've <laughs> we've covered everything off, uh, and I'll take this back to the stakeholders. So like clearly, it's a year round game now. Yes. Um, because everything has uh, the the heating elements built in, which are also serving double duty to produce uh, sound effects or light shows as the game uh, progresses, or hazards, or hazards. Yeah, you for sure. Super, you superheat that, and uh, you got you got sick burns on your hands. <laughs> We've added uh, like status afflictions and uh, 
upgrades and like upgraded equipment to the game which i'm extremely excited about i think this is going to be huge in like the modding community oh yeah totally and uh in in many ways we've kind of reinvented the entire sort of field of play both in number of bases and then like the the interactive qualities of the field itself whether it's different uh win conditions or ball interactions we can craft our own field of dreams yes we can Mm -hmm. Uh, don't forget don't forget the non-refundable base bucks yeah i mean that's that's like a huge element of it i think that's the the thing that kind of ties it all together is is the baseball 2.0 economy Mm -hmm. which you know obviously is is going to be very lucrative for sure, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a thing. So the, yeah, I I can't wait to go to a baseball two point game. I think this is going to be like pretty much the most exciting sport possible. I have a really a good idea, like on the marketing side of things. Uh, baseball, the word baseball, if you spell it out like not in capital letters, it has two lowercase l's at the end. Mm-hmm. What do those look like? Two eyes. And so you would uh, totally be, it would be like Baseball 2, but it would be like Baseball 2, Part 2. It's like Baseball II. I get it. I get where you're going with this. And I think this is, I mean, obviously we'll take that to the to the uh, marketing team, but I think they're going to be I mean, jazzed. that's not our jobs, but really. No, exactly. You know. we're, we're, the, we're the big picture guys. Um, yeah. But I think that that has legs. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. Um, I, you know, we've done it again. I'm really, really happy with where we ended up today. Can't wait to take this back. And, you know, as, as with all of our projects change the sporting world forever, forever. Uh, this has been the redesign. If you want to listen to previous episodes, you can go to theredesign.design on the internet. You can also find us at the redesign cast on Twitter uh, we're also on iTunes. If you search for the redesign, we very much appreciate it if you leave a rating or a comment or even just share this podcast with a friend. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.